I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because I have you in my heart and you are all partners with me in grace. Hi there and good day to all of you, all of the five people that are going to listen to this podcast. Uh, You're now listening to the Prayer Wimp Podcast. Prayer Wimp Podcast. I am your host, Clay Elliott, and my so-called title is I am the Director of Pastoral Ministries and Prayer for Contact Mission, which is a European and international evangelical church planting organization. Try saying that ten times fast. That's crazy. I don't typically like titles, but there's mine. So there you go. Um, I want to go into just a few reasons why we're doing this podcast. Uh, The first reason is obviously to identify reasons we should be praying in the first place. I think it's um, a really important aspect to know that prayer can be the most underutilized but most effective tool in our spiritual arsenal. Number two is um, why is our prayer life lacking? One of the main reasons why I decided to call this the Prayer Wimp podcast is because I am a recovering prayer wimp. And oftentimes, even thinking through this as my job on a daily basis, uh, it, it can be a difficult thing to kind of couple knowledge with experience. Number three is um, how we can change how much we lack in this uh, spiritual direction of prayer. Uh, oftentimes, I think that being able to teach the different aspects, the different creative outlets and and ways to pray is very, very important uh, to the overall prayer life of a believer. And then the last one is uh, to help all of us, including myself, um, understand how to connect our prayer life to the Great Commission of Missions. So here's the format For those of you who are interested, I'm going to be actually interviewing uh, at least one person each time that we do this podcast, Um, and it could be up to two or three uh, people at the same time. It's always uh, interesting having a gaggle of people. So, yes, a gaggle is more than seven, so scratch that. Anyway, um, so this afternoon... I'm really, really excited to have a good friend of mine. Michael Badger is in the house with us. And Michael and I, how long have we been friends now? It's uh, been four too years. Long. <laughs> too long. Too Thanks, long. Thanks, buddy. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, maybe like two, three And this three podcast years. is ended. <laughs> I'll never be invited back. <laughs> Probably, I started four years ago with KM. Yeah, so like Contact four years. So four, four years. years. That sounds about right. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, other than that you're a cool man that rocks a beard? Yeah. Um, so, well, my beard's not that cool looking. Well, but it you know it's been cooler. But anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I work with Contact Mission as well, but I run an apologetics ministry through Contact Mission Very good. called Truth for Doubt, and uh, 
We do the whole podcast thing too. Yeah. Um, we uh, we have a bi-weekly podcast where it's just me and um, a, uh, a a medical doctor, not like mm-hmm. a, theolo- a theological doctor, but a medical sure. doctor sure. who gives the podcast a little bit more credibility than if it was just <laughs> me. So. Sure. Um, but uh, no, he's uh, he's great. Um, we're actually adding a, a new member to the podcast pretty soon, so that'll be Very that'll good. be really cool. Um, and uh, so yeah, we do that, and then we also have a discussion series, the Truth for Doubt discussion series uh-huh. that we do as well, where we interview people from different walks of life, from different ministries and things like that. So we've had on um, university professors, we've had on pro boxers turned uh, Christian speakers. Which is really cool. Sure. Um, so it's been a, it's cool. been a very exciting, um, a very exciting thing for me to be able to do. But uh, in addition to that, um, I also have a website called truthfordoubt.com, uh, where we we try to post articles that we don't have as many articles as we would like because we've been sure. kind of focusing on this other stuff. Uh, a few online classes that you can take, um, and then one of the other things that we do, which I would say is the most important thing, is we we talk with. Believers and unbelievers from around the world who mm. are struggling with their faith to sure. message our ministry on either social media or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, we just talk with them and we try to answer the questions that they have about God or help them lead, help lead them to the answers and um, just encourage them in their faith or just share the gospel with them. Sure. So that's kind sure. of the crux of what we're doing, and then. Uh, in addition to that, my wife and I will be leaving next year to do church planting in Vermont, and so we're preparing Excellent. for that as well. So yeah, yeah, you bet. that's you in a nutshell. In a nutshell, like. yeah, a um, big nutshell. Just for our listeners, uh, this fancy word apologetics is actually um, what we term a defense of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so the the idea, or I guess the main passage that most apologists use uh, when they're speaking about what apologetics is. It comes from 1 Peter 3.15 where it's mm-hmm. talking about how we need to be prepared to give a reason for the hope that's within us. And the word reason there comes from the Greek word uh, apologia, which means defense or sure. or a, a reason or defense. And, uh, and so, yeah, we seek to help people um, bolster their own faith with reasons to believe in God, uh, and then we also try to, you know, defend the faith against you know, mm. accusations and things sure. like that. So, which honestly bridges the gap. I I think you and I have talked a little bit about how apologetics can um, aid your prayer life, mm-hmm. even because mm-hmm. the more that we understand about the character of God, and the more that we um, articulate a defense of the reason we have faith and belief anyway, it sort of, um, not sort of, it actually does bolster our faith in, uh, in, and, and confidence in going to the Lord in prayer. Oh, for sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier to pray to a God that you are confident is there, Sure, you know, and that's what apologetics, uh, at least in my life has helped me out with, because I mean, like everyone has doubts and they've struggled with that kind of thing. And, Apologetics helps you. It's not the basis of your faith. You know, the basis of your faith is you know the inner testimony of the Holy Spirit and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And, um, but apologetics definitely bolsters that faith and, mm-hmm. and gives it a little bit firmer of a foundation and lets you know that you don't just have blind faith that you That's believe right. in a God who is really there and we have real reasons to believe in Him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So 
Without further ado, that's an interesting, um, quite in-depth and good intro uh, for this. But what I'm going to do typically is start asking some all-important prayer questions because I think that it's, uh, it's good to start asking questions about how to pray, what we pray, how long we pray, what, is, um, what are a whole lot of questions that people ask. And I'm, I'm going to try to ask those of you and ask those of our, um, all of our interviewees yeah, a little as well. Well, you know, you should be. No, I'm kidding. I'm Sweat. kidding. It's no judgment here. Oh, maybe a little, but not entirely. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, very first question is sort of easy, but it's it can it can go deeper as well. How much time, on average, do you spend in prayer? Uh, yeah. So I'd rather talk about apologetics again. <laughs> um, well, I think it's the same for everybody. Um, it, not enough, sure. you know. I um. I probably spend, I mean, I don't know, roughly, you know, 30 minutes a day in like in purposeful, serious prayer. Sure. If I'm on top of my game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things, man, where it's always, always up and down. Um, some, some days are better than others. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of those things that I always hope is on a more upwards trage- trajectory mm-hmm. that I'm always trying to put more time into praying and more time into my just quiet time with God. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I would answer I that I think question. that's a helpful answer mm-hmm. for our listeners because this is a process of the Lord's sanctification or sanctifying us, right? Oh, yeah. It's the in, in process. We're, we're living in the already but not yet, and we're mm-hmm. living in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can come up with 384 excuses mm-hmm. not to pray, uh, but there are certainly really, really amazing reasons why to pray as well. Oh, for sure. And yeah. trying to get at those and be more healthy in that mm-hmm. uh, and those perspectives is very, yeah. very helpful. Yeah, and it, like I mean, like you said, it's it's a process, and and hopefully for for people, it's a it's an upward progress. Like you're just you're constantly mm-hmm. making a progression, and there may be ups and downs, but hopefully that you're you're getting better at it. You're uh, you know you're spending more time in prayer, um, and one of the things that actually has helped me kind of work through some of that stuff or help me envision what my prayer life could be is is looking at you know, like the prayer greats, you know, I mean, like I, mm-hmm. I was reading about A.W. Tozer and, and the amount of time that he spent praying, like, sure. I think it was like five hours a day or something yeah. like that. Um, he would just, you know, spread out on the floor and just pray. And mm-hmm. like, man, that seems impossible. And I think a lot of times people will look at that and say, well, that's impossible. I'm not even going to try for that. Sure. And I understand that feeling because I feel the exact same way, mm-hmm. but it's good to have people like that to look up to because that Certainly. shows you it's kind of like you know a kid who is playing sports for the first time and he looks at you know michael jordan and he thinks well that's like impossible i can't possibly right. be there but you know you as the, you know possibly the parent are trying to tell that kid hey no like you could be that like you could be could, lebron james yeah, keep looking at that <laughs> yeah keep looking at that as as the ideal of what you could be yeah um and i think the same thing with 
with the great prayer warriors. Let's not mm-hmm. just look at them and say, oh, that's impossible. I'm not even going to try. But let's sure. look at them as like, that's sure. what we could be. Yeah. I think that's a really helpful thing for me is um, to be creative mm-hmm. in my approaches to prayer. Uh, there's a good buddy of mine who's one of the, what I would uh, identify as one of three actual prayer pastors in the country. Uh, and shout out to my buddy Paul Covert. He just uh, finished a book called 52 Creative Ways to Pray. Uh, and he's, he's influenced my life and sort of been a, a mainstay um, mentor in prayer uh, effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said uh, that always stuck with me was, um, the best thing you can do for your lifestyle of prayer is by praying a different way today than you did yesterday. Oh, yeah. And so um, that's the next question. Oh, gosh. So what are the things that work best for you? Yeah. You know? Um, well, I'm not very I'm not very creative. Like, mm-hmm. I, when it comes to my prayer life, I, uh, I've tried the whole journaling thing. Mm-hmm. Not, not so much for me. Um, I've known some amazing people who have gotten so much out of that. Sure. Uh, for me, it's, it's honestly walking. So when I talk on the phone, I pace all the time. Sure. Uh, I can't sit still when I'm talking on the phone. And for some weird reason in my head, I think that when I'm praying, I have to sit still. And when I do that, I can't concentrate. So it's kind of like me yeah. trying to sit still while talking on the phone. I can't right. collect my thoughts for some strange mm-hmm. reason. So that's, that makes podcasting really difficult because I can't mm-hmm. like walk and talk at the same time. <laughs> So walk chew gum and yeah. So if I sound like an idiot, it's because I can't pace. So that's it. it has nothing to do with my mental capacity. Um, no, but uh, so yeah. One of the things that I do is I, I pace when I pray. Um, mm. It helps me think through things. It helps me feel more connected for some yeah. odd reason. Sure. Um, I pray out loud. That uh, always well. has helped me. Yeah. A ton. Yeah. Because my brain goes in eighty-four different directions oh, if too. I'm trying to pray. Yeah. Silently in yeah. my head, it's all over the place at yeah. times. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I guess two other things. One being, I, I I have to have a list of people that I pray for, sure. or I'm just sure. you know I, I'm just bad at keeping up with that. Mm-hmm. And a list of things that I I do pray for. So whether it be you know, family, friends, uh, world missions, um, sure. uh, you know, missionaries, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's good for me to have a list of those specific things and even dedicate a day to just one of those lists. And, sure. uh, and so that's, sure. that's kind of helpful for me. But the last thing too, um, is, I don't know if it's really a creative way to pray, but it's something that I've been trying to mm-hmm. be more, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not more aware of, but I've been trying to do more in my life. Mm-hmm. Is instead of when I'm speaking with somebody saying, "Hey, I'm I'll be praying for you," right. to stop what I'm doing and actually pray with that person. Yeah, um, that has been a huge thing in the last few months for me. I haven't done it as much as I would like, but um, you never know yeah. how significant that can be to oh, that absolutely. person as yeah. well. Yeah, and yeah. it's I mean it actually keeps me accountable because I'm actually doing what I say I'm sure. going to do and pray for them. But like you said, it's also helpful to that person as well because they know that I'm praying for them and there's a bond there, I think. I mean, I, I don't want to jump the gun here uh, and 
step all over your toes as far as any of your answers. But I think the most important aspect of praying is that the Lord wants to just be with us. Yeah. And it's a conversation with the Lord in our brokenness or mm-hmm. in our joy mm-hmm. or uh, in our life experiences, what's going on right now. And at some point, we have to get to the point where we go, whether I am cleaned up or not, I'm able to go to the throne room of grace yeah, with, absolutely. with confidence absolutely. and know that I know that I know that God not only hears me, but longs to be with me. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, absolutely. And so it's that relationship rather than a religious rite or ritual. Mm-hmm. It's an actual person to person relationship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think um, the the funnest thing to me is going on prayer walks mm-hmm. and I'll talk uh, I'll pray out loud mm-hmm. on my prayer walks around our um, our block mm-hmm. at the house at times, and I'm sure that a whole bunch of people think that I'm stopping yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 crazy guy. A, look again. at that guy. He yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so, um, and you know what? That's okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, you sort of alluded to this already, but mm-hmm. uh, there's always been this sense of what you have to do mm-hmm. to get in, not only the right mindset, but also um, almost almost like a legalistic sort of, you must pray in this way. Right. You must be in a quiet place or you must be in um, concerted prayer for three hours or else Satan's going to get you kind mm-hmm. of a mentality. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, you know, you've already said what sort of works best for you, but explain the difference, if you can, sure. between concerted, quiet Finding a quiet place mm-hmm. and shutting the door, like in a study or in a, in a room in your home, and spending that 20, 25, 30 minutes versus, uh, in, in prayer mm-hmm. versus um, the short, uh, every moment by moment prayers during the course of a day where the Lord brings people to mind. Can you explain mm-hmm. what you do and, and sort of the difference there? Um. Sure, I can. I can give it a sh- give it a shot. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. No. So I think that uh, I think there is something to be said about having that specific time where you mm-hmm. are kind of locked away, for lack of a better term, uh, and and really getting into the word, and mm-hmm. and also not only just that, but actually like praying through the word as well. That's right. Sure. Um, and in doing so, you're kind of, it, you know, I guess it's kind of like a marriage. You know, you have to. Be purposeful in, in making that time uh, for God, mm-hmm. and I think if you don't do that, then man, it's just uh, even if you are struggling with doing that, mm-hmm. it's it's something that I think through discipline we need to do mm-hmm. uh, because there's a connection with God there. I mean, like you say, you know, we can go before the throne room of God with uh, with with confidence, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's First John five. Mm-hmm. Talking about how we can That's have right. a confidence of going before yep. God, and and I think that that con- confidence is cultivated through that personal, intimate relationship time that we spend with God, mm-hmm. kind of locked away. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, when it comes to you know the walking around throughout the day, kind of you know doing your day to day stuff. However, the Lord brings people to mind, and yeah, forth, exactly. Right? Then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to pray without ceasing, right? Sure. Um, Oh shoot, where is that from? First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Yeah, there we yeah. go. 
Um, Good job. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Bible drill. Bible drill. Oh, no, uh, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a uh, obviously an, a, another important thing because we need to be constantly praying. Constantly, yeah, that's like right. God. I mean, our our thoughts are supposed to be held captive, mm-hmm. and I think part of that goes along with you know our thoughts are should be constantly on Christ. And it should, the things that we see throughout the day should be triggers for us to either praise God or be praying for people um, Mm -hmm. or praying for ourselves as well. So I think there's, there's merit in both. And I think that we can sometimes draw this false dichotomy of of we need to do one or the other. That's right. I think that's that's wrong. I think, I think there's a third option there where we do both. That's right. Sure. I think that there's this, um, I always like to tell people that I have my own personal prayer paradigm. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the alliteration just, I mean, exudes out of that Personal phrase. prayer paradigm. That's right. Personal prayer paradigm. And I think uh, for a long, long time in my Christian life, I had really significant misconceptions about what prayer should mm-hmm. be and should look like mm-hmm. in my own personal life. Can you um, identify um, some misconceptions that you've held? About prayer, yeah, in your life, yeah. There's there's been so many, <laughs> so many misconceptions from the typical believing that God is just a genie in the bottle, yeah, that right. You, that you go to when you want something. That's right. Um, but I, I guess taking that concept but going a little bit deeper is that there are often times where even though I know this isn't true. I fall into it anyway, but I, I often think that God's answers are simply going to be yes and no, and that's it, and that's that's yeah. all it is, and, sure. and that's true to an extent. Sure. Um, but I don't believe that that's that's as far as it goes because I think that um, while yes, God may answer your prayers in a in a yes or no answer. There's mm-hmm. also the uh, again a third option where He answers yes but in a better way than if he simply answered the prayer in the way that we phrased that it. That you thought exactly. was supposed to happen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and often that has to do with you know your prayer being answered at a different time, um, it taking years to answer. Which is really what has happened in my life. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. same here, man. Sure. Uh, and, and so um, I think that... Uh, we often assume too quickly that mm. that God is telling us no on a particular prayer when he's actually going to answer yes, but better than the way that we could have even imagined. Yeah, there's uh, a perseverance yeah, for in, sure. in your prayer life that is no joke. For right? sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and so... Persistence. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and for me, that just goes back to, you know, Isaiah 55, where it's talking about how, you know, God's ways are, are totally different than our own. Yes. And not only different, but higher and better. That's you know, exactly as, as right. far from... Uh, heaven is from earth, so are God's ways from our own. And, yeah, that's right. And that is a good thing. That is a very <laughs> good thing. Uh, and so, We often don't think it is, but yes, exactly. it absolutely is. Right, yeah. yeah. So when we pray something, we can have this confidence that he is not only going to answer it in the affirmative, but mm-hmm. in a way that is better than we could have imagined him answering it. And that's kind of like a... Yeah. Yeah, everybody knows that, but do you really believe it? And I think that there's the opportunity for you to look back mm-hmm. and see how much maturity 
has developed. And I don't mean that you're the end-all, be-all brilliant. You probably are. Mm-hmm. A way better oh, no, prayer, no way. Yeah. prayer guy than me. Oh, but, of course. Of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think that it's that. it's important for people to always be reminded that each one of our prayer lives is different mm-hmm. than our friends, than our family. Mm-hmm. My prayer life is not going to be the same as yours. Mm-hmm. Some of the principles may certainly be the same, mm-hmm. but the way that I that I come to the Lord and um, my own personal worldview and my own personal paradigm. The Lord matures us in different ways and in different times and so forth. And so it's, excuse me, it's really, really important for the listeners, I think, to understand that maturity comes with time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but I think maturity also comes with praying with other people. Yeah. Because I think that we, we can often... Especially in the in the states where things are so individualized, we often forget the community aspect of our faith. Uh, and one of the greatest things that we can do as a body is to pray together. Yeah. And I've learned right. so much from listening to people who are way more mature in their faith than than myself, listening to their prayers mm-hmm. uh, or. Yeah. Uh, or even reading their prayers at times, but being able to be around some believers who who really know how to pray and being able to learn from them and to grow together in that way is is huge. Yeah, I think that it's imperative for us to see how others pray as well. One of the most interesting things that happened to me, uh, I was in seminary and I didn't. I had no idea that I was doing this, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, a guy walked up to me and he put his arm on my shoulder and he said, hey, I, you pray very Trinitarian. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, really? And, it, you know, it's it's almost like uh, one of those things that when you don't pray with other people, mm-hmm. you just are naturally, it's you and, and the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And so... Being able to gain perspective, ideas, other principles mm-hmm. that you can glean from other people and how they pray and so forth. Yeah. And it's kind of this, um, that helps our paradigm as well, right? Right. To yeah. gather in different perspectives and, and different ideas and thoughts and go, man, the way that they're praying or that idea or that concept mm-hmm. of prayer could really help in this area in my life and i think that uh i'll try that out oh for sure yeah right? definitely right definitely so what have been um some highs and lows in your prayer life i know that that's a weird question but yeah um man i, th- I feel like i experience highs and lows on a week-to-week basis all to the be, time yeah, yeah to be completely yeah, honest yeah. with you and not sure. in like these like huge valleys or anything like that sure. um, or these huge mountain peaks but i think uh, even though that does happen i think throughout the week there are times where just life will you know get me down because of uh, i don't know someone i'm i'm struggling talking with through my ministry or um you know even like you know we work with the faith-based mission organization, so right. even support raising can, right. can be something that will really um, affect me. And when I get down, then it hurts my prayer life, honestly. Mm. Uh, so for some people, 
they go to God more when they're down and go to him less when they're like at a high. And I think I'm I think I'm the opposite. I think I go to God less when I'm down mm. uh, and more so when I'm on a high. Really? Uh, yeah, because I think that It's like an interesting perspective. Yeah, right? and yeah. I don't and it's yeah. a it's a well, not going to God period is sinful, but sure. um, I think it's because I when I'm down, I think that it's because I need to work harder. And mm-hmm. and then that gets gets me in my own head and starts putting everything all the burden on me and and not on God and and I kind of get caught up in that cycle of just trying to work 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 yeah and to get back to that high because I think that that's where um, where real success is and um, and that's just a wrong way to look at it but when I'm at a high I can look back at the all the trials and the lows. Yeah. And realize that God was there the entire time, and it helps me, you know, praise Him more and pray more. So yeah, it's kind of weird. I go, I, I pray less when I'm down, more when I'm high. Sure. So sure. Yeah. I think that that speaks to how your prayer life and how these highs and lows can um, develop Christ-like character mm-hmm. in oh, yeah. you. But then, what are the some of the catalysts, maybe mm-hmm. that? Uh, your prayer life has allowed you to see about who the who, who the God that you serve is. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's a cool question too. Have you seen not only the hand of God, but sort of the character mm-hmm. and character qualities of God um, come out further in your prayer life? Yeah, for sure, um, and in different ways too. So. Um, and you can correct me if I'm answering this question wrong, but, uh, um, <laughs> don't worry, I will. No. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it can be through either how God has answered a particular prayer and mm. I, and I see it and yeah. I can, I can rest in that, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be, you know, a new supporter comes in or God provides for, for my wife and I in some incredible way mm. whether it be through you know Kayla being able to get a job here in, right. in town all that's that kind right. of stuff um or things working out with church planting in vermont or all these different right. kinds of things so like prayer in that regard has definitely shown me the character of god and his goodness and his mm-hmm. uh, trustworthiness in answering those prayers um but then in in other ways as well through god being merciful and giving me the wife that I have mm. um, because yeah. more often than not he uses her to smack <laughs> me around and, and what if marriage was to make us holy rather than happy uh, yeah. That, yeah. imagine yeah. that <laughs> um, but yeah I mean really he's used her to uh, to whip me into shape in sure. some ways sure. that uh, yeah. that I desperately needed to be and so he's worked and showed me his character through through my wife and our mm. relationship. Yeah. So that's that's a, a big a big I, thing as well. I think that it's really important to identify that. That's really, really cool. I think there's potential also when we're in trial mm-hmm. and when we're right in the heart of a storm, mm-hmm. uh, not to quote a <laughs> Christian song or anything, but to identify, well, wait a second, God is strong, firm, steadfast, and immovable, mm-hmm. and unchanging yeah. in his character, and we can go knowing that and bolster our faith even when trial comes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, it goes to, like, you know, James 5, where it's, it's you know, asking, are, are you in trouble? Right. 
go to God. Yeah, you know? that's right. Are you happy? Sing praises. That's right. We can we can do that, and yeah. uh, and that's a it's not something to just simply shirk off as this yeah. thing that we we all know as Christians. But there's a there's a difference between you know that intellectual assent of knowing something and then believing it and having it change your life. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and meaning that you apply it to your life in a real way. Sure. I think that this is this next question uh, is has a couple of parts to it. It might actually be our final question of the afternoon. But yeah. if there's um, if someone is really really struggling with their prayer life, yeah, what kind of encouragement could you give them? Mm-hmm. You know, I think so often there are so many people that say you have to do this. You have to do this in prayer life, in your prayer life, in your, um, like you just said, uh, there are so many people in my life that have said journaling is so important to write down every single solitary nick and cranny thing that um, you're thinking and so that you can see the past history of how God answers faithfully. And I would say that's absolutely true, but I would also say that it's it's a struggle sometimes for me yeah. to really just go to the Lord, um, especially when I'm struggling in my spirit, when I have a, a trial that's happening. So yeah. what yeah. encouragement could you give somebody that's really struggling with their prayer life? Yeah. Um, so again, for me, I wouldn't suggest... <clears throat> prayer journaling simply because I don't do it myself. Sure. Um, and I, I do think that it can be absolutely a helpful practice. Sure. Um, but I'm, I'm weary of saying that you you have to do something be, that's not that's not rooted in scripture. Yeah. I don't I don't know of a scripture that says you have to prayer journal. Um, but again, I think it's a fantastic habit to get into um, if that's something that 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 works. Um, and try it out like definitely try it out mm-hmm. but for, for me personally i would say that for those who are struggling with their faith i, I kind of look at it like going to the gym mm-hmm. um so I, I like to go to the gym and, and work out a bit mm-hmm. but there are days that end with uh day that i don't actually like going to the gym <laughs> So it hurts, and there's heavy things there that I have to pick up repetitiously. That's right, and I don't like That's it. Right. Yeah. So, uh-huh. but uh-huh. Uh, but when I have the thought that oh man, I just I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. That's when I try to remind myself that feeling that I have means that I really need to go to the gym. Yeah. Uh, and I would say the same thing with prayer, like that. That moment that it enters into your mind that, hey, I need to be praying. Yeah. But then that second thought enters into your mind of, like, I just don't feel like praying. That's the moment yeah. that you need to drop to your knees. That's right. And and just do it anyway. Um, there's this stupid thing that goes around where it's like, you know, you only pray when you when you feel like it. If you feel really good. And if you don't feel really good, then, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, or if you don't really right. feel like you need to, then... Right then do it later or something like that. I think that's totally wrong. I think that I agree. the days that and the times that we feel like we don't want to pray the most are the times that we need to be praying the that's most. Right. And so if you have that feeling, do what I try to do when it goes when it comes to the gym and just go and just go to yeah. God on your knees in prayer. Um, the second thing too, I think there are times where I just I don't know what to pray. Um, and I wrote this 
reference down because I get it confused all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just I know that there's something wrong in my life, but I don't know what to do about it or how to pray about it sure. or or whatever. And that's where we can rest in the Holy Spirit that He is a intercessor for us. That's you know, right. Romans eight yep. talks about how you know sometimes we can just be silent and you know the Holy Spirit can intercede with, you know, groans that we can't even understand and make that petition to God on That's our right. behalf. And I think sometimes we can just, you know, be silent and just mm. kind of reflect on that and, and just be in the presence of God without really having to say specific things. Right. And I know it's kind of confusing, but... Well, I think those are two really, really helpful identifiers. There's There's a principle that I've been rolling around in my heart and my head for uh, just a few days now, but I think faith and even joy, mm-hmm. contentment, zeal mm-hmm. for things follows obedience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't precede it. So passion or happiness or the ability to have all my ducks in a row um, don't come before obedience sometimes it's like you just said it's the most helpful thing is to say no matter what befalls me i'm going to be obedient and i'm going to pray Mm -hmm. and intercede and also be thankful Mm -hmm. in my prayer uh be be about petitioning Mm -hmm. because i know that he's close to the brokenhearted Mm-hmm. and binds up their wounds. So I think that it's uh, obedience is a really, really important thing. In fact, the the spiritual discipline of prayer, mm-hmm. discipline is the sort of very similar word to disciple, right? And to be a disciple maker means that you make uh, these these spiritual disciplines of studying God's word and being with him in open communication. It's disciplining your life so that you can go and make disciples right. and so forth. And yeah, for sure. realistically, isn't this what contact mission and uh, missions in general aspires to do is proclaim the gospel to people who are perishing. Mm-hmm. And if we're not studied up, if we're not, uh, I don't know if I like this phrase, but prayed up. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, and we don't have that overall confidence like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Are we able to really take the Great Commission serious enough mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm expecting God to do incredible, incredible things in the lives of unbelievers and even nominal believers and people in Europe, people in India, Africa, and to the ends of the earth. And even here in the States, certainly like you being uh, called, you and Kayla being called to Vermont, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and planting a church there, right? uh, a Bible-believing church. So do you have any thoughts, any last thoughts about uh, the Great Commission on um, how to bridge the gap between your personal prayer life mm-hmm. and how it affects your view of the Great Commission? Yeah, so I think there are several things, but but just to give one to, to I guess, to be a summation of my thoughts, I mean, there's obviously 
you know, praying that God leads you to where he wants you to be sure. in regards to fulfilling the Great Commission. But I think that one of the greatest things that has influenced me in my prayer life and in my manifesting this idea of actually sharing the gospel with unbelievers in the real world comes from Acts 4. So in Acts mm-hmm. 4, you know, Peter and John, they go to the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and they... Um, man, they, they don't have a good time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> To say the least. Yeah, and so they come back and they tell the uh, uh, the other Christ followers about what happened. Mm-hmm. And instead of lamenting and just, you know, being down and kind of just crawling back in their holes, instead they, they have this prayer for boldness. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, pray that God makes them even more bold in proclaiming the good news of Christ. Yeah. Um, and I think that in our day and age, we often pray that God, and I've heard this a lot, and I've prayed this a lot myself, so I'm kind of ragging on myself as well. <laughs> but there's this prayer where God, you know, I hope that you open up opportunities today that I can share the gospel. Mm. And that's not necessarily a bad prayer. Sure. But I think a more biblical prayer is that um, that God give me the boldness to actually share the gospel yeah, with that's people. Right. And that's right. And in that we become more aware of opportunities more or we make opportunities as well. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. and I think that that you have to pray that in order to fulfill the great commission. You have to pray for the boldness that God will give you in order to share the gospel with people who are dying without it. Yeah. And uh and that above almost everything else has really shaped my understanding of what it means to fulfill the Great Commission. Yeah. Mic drop. Mic right drop. Right there. Yeah. So um, I think, you know what, that's a great stopping point. I think being able to give tangible things to our listeners, go to the Lord not only with, with boldness but asking for boldness to proclaim his word uh, and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to um, an, an unbelieving and dying world mm-hmm. uh, is, a, is a significant, huge task, but it's a beautiful one mm-hmm. that we get to be a part of because our names are written in the book of life. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know what? Before we say sayonara, um, a prayer podcast would not be um, fully realized unless we prayed. Yeah? Yeah. So let me pray for us, and then we'll say sayonara. Yeah, sounds right. good. Father, thank you so very much that we have the opportunity to approach you, the, the one who created all things and knows us not only by name, but every hair that is on our head. And uh, you long to be with us in this beautiful reciprocal relationship where uh, we don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be cleaned up, but we just be ourselves. And you know what? That's enough. And so um, I'm thankful that we can approach the throne room of grace with confidence, with boldness, with a purpose behind why we come in the first place. Thanks for the opportunity for Michael and I to talk in this way. I pray that uh, the listeners would find this helpful. Uh, and we know that 
that um, we're able to pray expectingly and expecting great and magnificent things that are too great for us to understand. So um, thanks so much for all that you're doing and for being in the 10,000 small moments of every day. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Michael, thanks so much, buddy, for sharing your heart and your knowledge. And um, thanks for your friendship and so forth. Uh, so just so our listeners know, tell us again, Truth for Doubt. Yeah. Uh, so Truth for Doubt, um, you can go to truthfordoubt.com. Okay. Um, you can. Canned? You can. You well, can. yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> you can check out the Truth for Doubt podcast on, by searching Truth for Doubt on Apple Podcasts, okay. Spotify, and SoundCloud. Very good. Um, and you can also, if you want to become a supporter of Truth for Doubt, then you can do so for as little as $5 a month at awesome. patreon.com. No, cool. not patreon.com. Sorry. Scratch that. Yeah. Patreon.com slash T4D. There you go. Yeah. Right on. All right, man. All right. Well, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So um, for all of you listeners out there, thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for other podcasts uh, and podcast ideas and perspectives on prayer. And until then, this is your host, Clay Elliott, saying thanks for listening. Stay tuned and stay praying. <laughs>